0: Now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. It is a glorious day here in the neighborhood as we sit down to record ddt wrestling my name is dc matthews at dc matthews nai joined as always by doc manson at doc manson doc you got a long night ahead of you how you doing
1: Uh, i'm trying to pace myself i figure i've got to have a smart strategy going into this thing i've got myself a tall glass of water i filled up a water bottle that i can refill that glass with i've got uh, mrs manson on call should i require anything further and you know I'm, I'm just trying to just trying to take one pot at a time right now. It's one pot at a time.
0: For those of you who are unaware, we record traditionally on Thursdays for a Friday edition of DDT Wrestling. Thursdays is also the night of uh, one show on the NAI Network called Late Night Liam with uh, Doc Manson's nemesis slash partner in crime. I can't even figure out the relationship. Oh, one f- Liam Striker,
1: arch nemesissi, I would call it.
0: Okay, is that the plural? Indeed. Nemesissi. No, um... Nemesai?
1: I, th- I don't know if it's plural necessarily, just um, more descriptive.
0: Nemesi, Nemesai, Mamasei, Mamasai, Mamakusa, whatever. But you are going to be on Late Night Liam, special start time, so we need to get at least this show done, if not a private earful, which is not being called Cheeky Predicament. I will fight it till the end. I actually rather preferred a private rearful. That doesn't even make any sense. I don't
1: know, a rear full of privates. That makes perfect sense.
0: Well, you know what? You're going to have plenty of time to rest up before late night, Liam, because I'm out of here. Uh-huh. Uh, uh Did you watch NXT last night? Yes. So you saw the much-anticipated debut of one Bobby Roode who... Uh, apparently Glorious is going to be the new catchphrase But I dig music, so I wanted to share great. it uh, They yeah. they are really killing it with music down in NXT lately Shinsuke's theme, I like Austin Aries' theme, Bobby Roode's theme their, their three latest big debuts have all had fantastic music
1: I think I agree with that
0: Samoa Joe's is better It's not great No, I'm not wild about Finn Balor's No Neither are other people, because on an AI pod last night, they played Finn Balor's music, and they couldn't even recognize it at first until the typical thing hit.
1: Bailey's music is really good.
0: I like Bailey's.
1: But for the life of me, I don't think I could tell you what Asuka's music was.
0: Hmm. I don't think I can either. Yeah. So odd. This sounds like a post-Cruiserweight classic private earful where we make a top ten of current wrestling themes. Oh, absolutely. Or some such. But it is a uh, it is a great day in the neighborhood. We hope you are doing well. DDTWrestling at gmail.com is where you can send us your inquiries. You could use the hashtag ask DDT, but no one did, and I didn't ask, so I suppose that's fine. Uh, but we do have some emails, um, including one we should do some business here on a previous show. I can't even remember which one we did, but we talked about uh, little people. and the, Well, the na-
1: I mean, I talked about little people. You um, disparaged them as an entire.
0: I don't know, believe that's the truth. I don't believe there was people. any disparagement on my part. I took umbrage with the name because I feel it is demeaning.
1: Well, and I believe that's their name of choice, and I don't think you get to choose their name, good sir.
0: Well, I don't think this guy Kevin Johnson, at KJohn007, from the UK, one of the great fans in the NAI UK contingent, I don't think he can uh, really you know, be the official spokesperson, but he did send an email on the subject, if you please, Doc Manson.
1: Hi guys, I'm five foot six, and have always been referred to as a little person. Granted, I'm no hornswoggle, and my P.E. teacher told me to stop playing basketball. That idiot. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Thank you. Because Thanks be-
1: and kind regards, Kev. From the UK. So, since he's from the UK, you can imagine that the word idiot was substituted with something else. Yes, which
0: which makes more sense in the UK, but I I appreciate you not using it. Um, I think it's
1: actually rather special that you uh, asked me to read that email, because you know me. Typically, I probably would have just barreled right through that word.
0: I took a leap of faith, and I am glad (laughs) that it has been well-founded. However, if you're 5'6", you're not a little person at all. Like we are about the same height, and you know, to use the Ron White joke, I'm a between five seven and five ten, depending on what convenience store I'm leaving. So, but I think I'm like five eight ish. Yeah, you are probably right. about five eight ish.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I've never considered myself little, but I, I'm not tall. So, well, I don't.
1: I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some education right here. Please. Uh, the little people of America. This is an organization, and they define yes. dwarfism. Okay. Now this is a medical or genetic condition that results in an adult height of four foot ten inches or shorter.
0: Yeah. You know, my mom's fi- Mama Matthews is five two, and she wouldn't even be. You know. Now, how tall is Mama Manson?
1: She was, she was I'd say, 4'11", 4'11 and a half or so, but she's been shrinking in her old age. So I'm not she- sure if you can retroactively become a dwarf, though. That's okay. not really adult height, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, that's true. But, well, yes. So, we appreciate the email, Kevin Johnson, though. Uh, my apologies. You are not my go-to on all things little people. But if they have a foundation, I'll, I will say this, a culpa on me, if they have a society called the Little People of America, if that is their chosen name, then I fully support them. It's not the name that I would choose, but if that's the name they're going for, good on you, mate. So
1: Yeah, it sounds like it's, a, you know, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but achondroplasia is the affliction uh, with which they are uh, is a g- genetic condition, at least, that that's results in that disproportionate arms and legs to body
0: size. That sounds like the name of the wrestler who is going to feud with Ivalice in Season 3 of Lucha Underground. <laughs> Say that name again, please. Chondroplasia. Yeah, that's how, that sounds like the, the well, next superstar from Lucha you. Libre.
1: On the same topic. What's your prediction, DC? The average height... Of adults with a chondroplasia.
0: The average height. Four-eight and a half. So you
1: went on the tall side. I did. Am I wrong? Uh, It's a little bit shorter than that, but you're not that far off. It's four-foot even.
0: Wow. Four-foot even. Yeah. Okay. I have a a friend, or I had a friend in high school... um, who was four eight and three quarters, and when she went from four eight and a half to four eight and three quarters, she was legitimately happy to have reached that quarter of an inch so she technically qualifies um hey i'd be uh I'd be extremely happy
1: and Mrs. Manson would be extremely happy if I could grow just by a quarter of an inch I tell you.
0: You know, I was going to make that joke myself, thought maybe I'd be a little edgy for this episode, and you went ahead and beat me to it. You beat me by half an inch.
1: Quarter, but yeah, you know.
0: <laughs> What's a quarter of an inch between friends? That's what I want to know. That's, that's what I'm asking. No, uh, no. Let's actually talk about wrestling. Um we we have you know the debates going on between boneless wings, what the name is, but regardless chicken of
1: Chicken Got it.
0: Some people are there. Hey, we've got we've got when team you bone. Order, and team no when bone. you
1: order your so called boneless chicken wings and, and you receive those and and you take a bite out of them and you look at the chicken meat that is in them. What kind of meat is that? Chicken. Uh-huh. So is it white meat or is it dark
0: meat? Depends on the lighting in the restaurant with no. which I'm sitting. Sometimes what it's What kind dark. of meat Some f- is it? Chicken. It's poultry. No.
1: It's white meat. A chicken
0: wing... I don't often get to obstruct you. Wing. That was fun.
1: A real chicken wing is dark meat. Therefore, a boneless chicken wing cannot, in fact, be a chicken wing, because it's not even the same type of meat. It's not even made from the meat from the chicken wing. Okay. Therefore, boneless wings is a misnomer at best.
0: Hypothetical situation. Yes. They take the meat off of the bone wings. Okay. They add the aspic or the meat jelly or whatever, and they create a boneless wing made of the meat of boned wings.
1: That, well, that's what I'm saying. At least that would be, to me, that would be a boned chicken wing, essentially. So that would at least have some merit in being called boneless chicken wings.
0: Okay. Can I tell you something? Yes. About ten seconds ago an idea popped into my head. I want to run it by you. Because right. we're on episode 45. All right. So... And I know this is every you know this can be anybody's first show. Do you want to not talk about wrestling at all? There's <laughs> Don't you literally think we enough. Save
1: that for the fiftieth episode. Like
0: a, there's literally there's stuff like we could talk. We could talk Suicide Squad. We could talk. I just read an article oh. about a guy who's getting a head transplant. I want to ask the good doctor about that. You are raving about this new Godzilla movie. Like we could fill an hour talking about it. You know and and you know. There, there is news of a sort in wrestling that we could talk about, but so should we actually talk some wrestling, and we'll probably. just mix. We'll mix in. We All should
1: right. probably talk some wrestling.
0: Well, I was at your house, Casa Manson, with our friend GQ and Mrs. Manson. We didn't record a show, uh, but we sat and watched SmackDown. Um, you spent a lot of time on your phone.
1: There was a lot our- of talking.
0: How do you feel about this new era? We're two weeks in. uh, Lots of people are excited, and I think we, in our own ways, are also excited. Um, But how do you feel about things uh, two weeks in?
1: Uh, I feel like it's basically more of the same. I feel like my predictions on the brand split are pretty much spot-on thus far. Um, You know, they're not really doing more with what they have. At least that's my interpretation of it. Monday Night Raw, I mean, has been a better show the last couple of weeks, but honestly, all they really did was, as far as I'm concerned, was take Roman Reigns out of the main event and replace him with Finn Balor. Like, that's the big change that they made on Raw. And yeah, admittedly, half of the other half the roster—I guess it's really a third of the roster—no longer appears on Raw. So there's that as well. But essentially, that show is largely the same as it ever was. Just they're not pushing Roman Reigns down anybody's throat currently. I mean, is that a wrong assessment? Is there really?
0: Um, I'm bringing up the draft roster because you mentioned this whole half to a third don't appear on the show, which made me actually think about who we've seen and who we haven't seen. Um, I don't I know just that bet I that that would. D- a
1: third of them are now on SmackDown exclusively. Oh, got
0: Smackdown. it. Well, I'm it's even on. talking about you know when you think about it, and I'm you look at the we can talk about that part. Let me actually answer your question. Your question was um. Does it feel... Does it feel like it's more of the same? No. It does feel different to me. Uh, Perhaps when you're talking about the main event picture, the universal title picture, uh, yes. It used to be Rollins and Reigns. Now it's Rollins and Balor. And I think because Balor is considered to be the better wrestler and the more popular guy, fans enjoy that. Um... But I think if you look at the rest of the show, that you know we started out Raw with uh, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, Chris Jericho, Enzo Amore, and you can say what you will about that segment, but I don't remember the last time Raw. That
1: segment was pretty good.
0: I don't remember that a time when Raw started with a female not named Stephanie. So, I thought that was interesting, and I thought the fact that you know they had they were allowed to have a twenty minute segment just being kind of goofy and it didn't seem like a scripted promo, so I thought that was different. I think there are some differences to the show, but to your point, in the main event scene, it is Rollins and friend
1: and you know the other thing that I found distressing about Raw this week is that they seem to have already fallen into a new um, pattern, I guess. I'm thinking specifically about what they're doing with Braun Strowman and Nia Jax. I talked on this very show last week about not having a problem with squash matches, and ostensibly I don't. But are we really going to be spending two segments a week every week for the next month or two months or however long they want to do it for with both of those talents? It just seems a little excessive to have both of them on the same show doing the same thing Um, I would at very least have preferred that they have put one of them on Smackdown just to break things up within the same show, I I don't know I don't think that's a very good choice Mm -hmm. what about you?
0: What do you think the powers that be in WWE and we can discuss ad nauseum who we think is in charge of the shows primarily these days uh what do you think the ceiling for Braun Strowman is? Do you think they're really going to try to push him as a legitimate main event kind of guy?
1: I see him feuding with Roman Reigns at some point.
0: Could that have been in
1: the main event? Perhaps. It's not now, because Roman Reigns is not in the main event anymore. Um, but I think that's his cap. Wherever Roman Reigns happens to be he is a formidable opponent for him, but that's, mm-hmm. I think, the heights that he reaches. I,
0: I think he would be a stop if we're going to get a Roman Reigns Road to Redemption, which, let's face it, we are. And depending on depending on how they treat it and the length of time of with which they take it, if Roman Reigns wins the 2017 Royal Rumble, we're right back where we started again. But... If in the next twelve to eighteen months Roman Reigns slowly works his way back, um, you know, I could see Braun Strowman being something. But I think you're right. I think he is a try to see see if I can think but, you know, the problem with like, you know, I see him in the same way as like the big guys who are kind of you know, they are the he's almost oddly enough, what they were doing with Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt was the heel you fought before you went to the main event. You know, he was kind of like the gatekeeper to the main event. I think Braun Strowman could be that um, as well, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. I don't know what they. I could see them trying to. I don't
1: see him ever holding the U.S. Championship.
0: I can't agree with that. I think he could. I, you know, it would depend on.
1: Could, but I don't think it'd be a good choice.
0: I'm not sure what a, what how good of a choice it would be, and again, it depends on how they treat him. You know, right now he is a monster, which is probably all he can be. Um, but if he's got a dozen or so moves he can do fairly well, and if they're billing him as this, you know, gargantuan monster, sh- depending on how the U.S. title goes for the next few months, I could totally see it. So, yeah, I
1: mean, I guess you're right. It's
0: uh, not that far out there, but... No. Um, but yeah, so I I think that Raw is different enough. Um, it certainly could use more Bo Dallas. Um, you know, we got to see Sami Zayn in the main event. He had a nice match with Seth Rollins. But, you know, we're, we're heading towards SummerSlam. Uh, there are some more matches that are either rumored or things... And what I want to, one question I wanted to ask you is, how do you feel about Kevin Owens being in a tag match? Because I think that's where we're headed. We're headed to SummerSlam. Probably opening match is going to be Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens versus Enzo and Cass. Your thoughts.
1: I mean, it'll be a fine match, but as I said after Raw last week... Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, two guys I care a whole great deal bunch about on Raw, and we've seen where they're going to be in this post-brand split world, at least for the immediate future, and it's nowhere exciting. Um, it'll be a good match, but everything Kevin Owens does is good. There's nothing there for me to be excited about, I don't think.
0: Would it have made more sense for one of these brands... And we might be heading that way in, with SmackDown, and we can talk about that when we get to Tuesday's show. Um, would it have made sense for one of these brands to start off? And I'm leaning towards Raw because it's got a title that is vacant right now. To have built a multi man match to start this off? Wouldn't you want, you know, right now they've established that their main event is Finn Balor and Seth Rollins. Wouldn't you have wanted to establish that your main event's a little deeper than that?
1: Well, it's sort of like I said before. You think they would have stretched that tournament out a little bit, especially when nobody's been crowned as champion. It's vacant. You get to make an entire main event scene by having some people last in that tournament up until, mm-hmm. you know, those shows right before we get to the event where that champion is to be crowned. I think they missed the boat quite a bit on the way that they are approaching the Universal title on Raw.
0: Well, and I'm going one step further. Not I'm saying, shouldn't the main event from the Raw brand for Summerland be a fatal four-way for the title? rather than sure. Rather than having it be Finn versus Seth, which is going to be an all-time, you know, it's going to be a, a match that people will talk about because both of those guys are very popular and talented wrestlers. But wouldn't it, you know... Wouldn't it be nice to have Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, and, you know, pick your person, Cesaro? Because right now, what's Cesaro doing? Is he going to wrestle Sami Zayn in a random match? Does he get involved? You know, he beat Sheamus on Raw and is granted a future title opportunity. Does he insert himself into the U.S. title picture and it becomes Rusev versus Reigns versus Cesaro? You know... We,
1: it's just the same as before the brand split. Cesaro is still
0: not doing anything. And again, I'm you know, I, I don't have a serious problem with the way things have been going in this new era. But I would, I would have thought you would have tried to establish some more main event guys right off the don't bat.
1: Don't get me wrong; I'm not saying I have a serious problem with the new era. We've had some good shows overall. Um, it's just that I feel like there was potential here to actually be a new era and instead it just feels to me like a lot of more of the same
0: okay and you felt that way about smackdown as well
1: smackdown feels much more different to me um i think it's a a wholly positive change on smackdown but again i'm a broken record here It's not anything to do with New Era or the brand split. It's just SmackDown went live, man. That's an awesome sort of progression for that show.
0: Do you have a problem with the amount of talking that's been happening? Is this what they need to do? to establish themselves. Well, I
1: don't, even know, I don't even know what they've been talking about because I still don't know anything about a women's title on SmackDown. I still don't know anything about a tag team title on SmackDown. They do an awful lot of talking, and it doesn't seem like they're doing a whole lot of giving us the information, we giving us any answers. So I don't even know what the hell it is that they're actually talking about in all these segments. Um, we had only four matches on SmackDown this week, and they weren't half an hour each. No, I asked you. You said there were six if you count the women's matches, and neither one of those women's matches had a bell ring. There were no matches there. So, four matches. That's it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what are you doing with your two hours, if that's all that you're putting on television?
0: Now, you've, you're have you a Lucha Underground watcher. How many matches mm-hmm. do they have in an, in, a- an in an average hour show?
1: I would say about four.
0: Okay. And in NXT, they do... Uh, probably between three to four, maybe even sometimes five, depending on, you know, the content of the show. Um, on an AI pod, they were talking about the title situation on SmackDown. And the, the popular opinion was not to establish a tag team belt and a women's belt right away. Do one of them on S- SummerSlam and save one of them for... Backlash. How do you? Would you prefer they figure it out now and move along? Yes. Okay.
1: If you're going, because I mean, you're gonna have a belt eventually. You can't have a division with people who fight for nothing. That doesn't make any sense. So, well, right, right now, now SmackDown doesn't they're fighting for nothing. Well, right now
0: SmackDown has a women's division that's not even fighting. There has Correct. yet. There has yet to be. Well, did
1: no? There was a match last week.
0: Was it Becky and
1: Natalia? Yes. Okay. And Becky finally got a win. So
0: there's been one match. Yeah. On In the SmackDown Women's Division. Now, I will stand on this mountain for as long as I have to. I had no problem at all with the Eva Marie segment.
1: Oh, yeah. Her peaks are great. Talking about mountains.
0: I'm talking about the angle that they're pulling with this spectacular entrance with the Hall of Fame announcer and then she feigns an injury and then, I don't know if I shared it with you, I think I tweeted it out, they had all of the, you know, there was a lot of Twitter back and forth between the female talents which they do need to incorporate social media in there a bit. Um, So I had no problem with that. I didn't understand why you couldn't have Carmella and Natalia, Natalia, thank you. Uh, why that couldn't have been a match and just Natalia got disqualified after three minutes because she got...
1: They probably should have done that because having two non-starter matches in the women's division really felt flat to mm-hmm. me on Tuesday.
0: Somebody had said... I had sent out something. I had intended on doing a by-the-book podcast where I talked about fantasy booking SummerSlam, but now, at this point, so much is already planned, it seems a little too late for that. However... um. Somebody said, tweeted out, that they thought we were going to get just a six diva tag. It was going to be Natalia, Eva Marie, and Alexa Bliss versus Carmella, Naomi, and uh, Becky Lynch at SummerSlam. And I was like, no, they can't do that. They have to establish a title. Now I'm starting to think that person was right. I think it was Crossface Wrestling that said it. Uh, Now I'm starting to think that they had the right idea. I don't think they're going to be able to figure out a woman's title in the next, where are we, we're talking three weeks, two and a half weeks, until uh, SummerSlam, SummerSlam's the 21st.
1: I mean, they totally can, they can just have Natalia fight Becky again, that's sort of what I saw this week was they decided, oh, uh, we can't just have Becky and Natalia fight, we'll keep them both on television doing separate things, but we can't just have them fight every week from now until SummerSlam if we expect people to watch that at SummerSlam. That was sort of my impression, is it's still sort of going to be between the two of them. Um, but I know, I understand what they're doing with Eva. Marie certainly does make it seem like she is on the fast track. So maybe a six-woman uh, tag match would be appropriate. But it's, I mean, if they do that, I don't know if you remember WrestleMania, but it's going to be one mess of a match.
0: I Now that was, uh, I think that was a 10-diva tag, and that also happened to be women's. Forgive me, a ten. Well, no, th- at the time had the had the women's belt been. I believe that is the end.
1: Maybe that is a
0: the, that terrible. is officially the end. I thought it had its moments, and that was also, I, I think, Brie Bella's final match. Oddly enough, the pre-show of yeah, WrestleMania yeah. is Brie Bella's final match. Um, I was going to say something else.
1: Did they did they present the women's title on the pre-show too?
0: I thought they did it on the regular show, but they might have done it on I the pre-show. I can't remember.
1: I can't remember. Right. Um.
0: If I had to predict right now, I think it's a 6 women tag match and I think Eva Marie pins Becky Lynch to win it for the heels. She doesn't wrestle, but she comes in like at the last minute and steals a pin probably with a weak looking roll up or something and Right. If you're I don't know how you're going to plan a division
1: around a character whose gimmick is she doesn't wrestle because that's what they're doing right now. They're building her a gimmick where she does not perform.
0: If this was either if she was on Raw where she could be buddy buddy with Stephanie McMahon and Stephanie's giving her like the ad, you know, what what they did when she was in NXT was she had the ear of the corporate decision makers and they were giving her things that
1: Well, yeah, but on NXT she still tried to
0: wrestle. I don't know. I don't know how this works out. You know, I, I think she eventually is going to wrestle, and I guess part of the idea is, you know, because they're saving it. I, You know, it's it's a weird almost... It's one thing when
1: it's Jericho, who's a great performer, who denies people seeing him perform as a way of building that heat because eventually there's going to be a payoff where he has a match mm-hmm. that is good. They're building up Eva Marie now, to me in a similar way. But there's no payoff here. When she finally wrestles, she's still just going to get booed. Nobody's going to be like, "Oh, wait, no, she actually is pretty good." I don't. I mean, maybe, maybe she is. I mean, maybe that's the. I think.
0: Well, and I think that's. I think maybe what they're doing here is again, this is the Paul Heyman way of running ECW. You accentuate the strengths and you hide the weaknesses.
1: Well, that's fine, and that's a fine thing to do. But you can't make that person your women's champion if they actually can't wrestle.
0: Uh, And again, it depends... Because that's
1: not hiding the weakness at that point. At some point, if she is the champion, at some point, you are going to have to expose that weakness. Yes. That is setting up failure.
0: It depends on how they do it. If they had some sort of battle royal or something to determine the champion, or some sort of multi... Women match, and she manages to you know kind of Miz her way into it, where she hides outside or she fakes an injury, and then at the last minute comes well, that's fine. comes in and steals. But
1: again, even even the Miz can
0: wrestle. And I think what's going to happen is she's going to wind up being people will still hate her, people will still boo her, but she will wind up being better than what people you know. Because right now the expectations are she is the worst wrestler on the planet
1: and we know that's actually not if
0: she winds up being better than the worst wrestler on the planet it comes out well and this could be a two or three month storyline where she wins the title she defends it in sneaky fashion once and then Becky Lynch at you know some October pay-per-view manages to finally vanquish her and win the title and now you know it would have been nice for Becky and Natalia on the first episode of SmackDown Live to be like, you're fighting for the women's title. Go. You're, th- yeah. you're the only two wrestlers who are deserving of it. Go. But I don't know. And I think people will generally say we spend way too much time on this show talking about Eva Marie.
1: Uh, whatever. She's clearly going to be a cornerstone of that division. You have
0: to be when uh, there's only six. They all have to be cornerstones when there's only six. Despite the fact that we have yet to see Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss was not on SmackDown last night, or Tuesday.
1: No, she was the week before.
0: Well, they were all the week before, but Alexa Bliss and Naomi, I'm sure they must have wrestled on whatever their dark match show, main event or superstars or whatever it is. Um, Where does Bray Wyatt go from here? He came out He attacked Ziggler. I had no problem with that. I had no problem with the way they had Ziggler get mad in this frustration angle. So he had the match. Uh, Apparently, he did sprain his ankle, which Bray Wyatt... Oh. There was a moment during that match, right before they went to commercial, where we were like, oh,
1: they're going to come. I remember, co-. I remember yeah. but I hadn't heard that he actually was injured.
0: The, what I read online, so take it with a shaker of salt, is that he sprained his ankle, But and and WWE wanted them to stop the match, and he insisted they keep going. Didn't this happen before WrestleMania 2, back when he was facing The Undertaker at WrestleMania 31? Didn't he hurt his ankle?
1: If he actually hurt his ankle, his career's done. He's He's never going to do anything substantial ever again. He's been injured three times in the last two years. Twelve months. Yeah,
0: it feels like that seems to be happening. Is he just keep, and, and again, his his wrestling style kind of lends itself to that. When you're when you're the army tank with the Ferrari engine, you tend to throw yourself at people. That's going to lead to injury. But so, do you think he manages to make his way into the main event? Somebody tweeted. Uh, I'll just get your thoughts. It's going to be Bray Wyatt and Eric Rowan versus American Alpha. I, I don't under- I mean who else are
1: they going to face? Breezango
0: have a multi you know I've, right now if you look at Wikipedia for SummerSlam What Slam, show is Breezango Smackdown. On? Fandango a- wrestled Randy Orton on Tuesday and did fairly well. If I say so myself.
1: Oh yeah, I do recall that. That made no sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Orton needed somebody to beat and rather Yeah, than but f-
1: I just again I kind of feel like Fandango was a little too competitive given that Randy Orton is supposed to be facing the beast uh, at SummerSlam Randy Orton should have chewed through Fandango if he was supposed to be showing that he doesn't have rust Well, rust. and think, is I th- able to stand up I think the
0: story was an RKO ends matches period I
1: guess. he could have done
0: nothing he could have just stood there and been beaten up
1: but he still had a 10-15 to 15 minute match with Fandango
0: they had they okay. had to fill this time. This is Dongo. He's
1: not a great wrestler. This is a guy who you're saying in 10 to 15 minutes, he had a back and forth thing, and there was never an opportune time to get an RKO in earlier. Do you think a trained fighter like Brock Lesnar is going to give you an opening for an RKO if he couldn't find one earlier in that match against K Kayfabe, that's the story that they're telling. They're telling me that Randy Orton needs to find that opportunity. But he's going up against a man who's trained to not give him that opportunity
0: this is this I, I, you're, I, you're spelling you're spelling out my problem with this match altogether. Yeah. there should be no profe- any professional any professional wrestler without legitimate fighting experience should be able to do nothing against Brock Lesnar. The only people who should be able to do something are people with legitimate MMA, submission, boxing, you know, any sort of legitimate well, fighting background.
1: I won't go that far. I understand it's, you know, it's a fictionalized account. It's their fiction. They can do anything they want with it. They want John Cena to go out there and beat the Beast. Fine. But, again, if you're going to book it that way, or if, you, if you're going to book it so Bro- Randy Orton is going to beat Brock Lesnar, I mean, ultimately, I'm fine with it. Whatever. They can do whatever they want. But if you're going to book that... You have to make Randy Orton look as strong as possible, at least in my mind. Being in a competitive match with Fandango does not
0: accomplish that to me. Okay. I enjoyed it because you had, and this this is what I said last week about squash matches, you have to make the lower end of your roster, everybody on your roster has to look good because you've only got A handful of people. You're not
1: wrong in 98% of the cases, but Brock Lesnar is that remaining 2%. That can't apply. Fair enough. Because they've put him at this mythological level.
0: I don't understand, and maybe this will happen later, why you wouldn't put Orton in a match. Why Orton wouldn't come out and demand a match with Kane. I'm, you know, I'm gonna have to wrestle a beast. I need to make sure that I'm ready, put me in there with the biggest beast you have, which would be, right now, Kane and then if Kane happens to dominate a little bit it's, well, it's Kane you know.
1: Yeah, I mean that at least makes a little bit of but sense
0: yeah. I, I, so we were talking about Bray Wyatt, we kind of deviated a little bit here where do what, what do you think is going to happen with Bray Wyatt
1: I don't know uh
0: if he's even healthy enough to wrestle, because if his le- ankle's legitimately sprained, he might not be able to compete. So
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's probably my prediction, is that he's not healthy yeah. enough to compete.
0: I, I'm going to say he manages to make his way into that. Right Again, like I said, right now SummerSlam's all singles matches, and I like singles matches, but you need some sort of variety. You need some multi-man match, so right now I would say we're going to see Ambrose versus Ziggler versus Wyatt. For the title, which I have no problem with whatsoever. Yeah, D- did you enjoy the seriousness of the Ambrose Ziegler confrontations? Ziegler talking about how much he's earned his shot, Ambrose not seeming to have any respect for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, Dean Ambrose was doing an interesting new take on his character, definitely more heelish, um, you know, cockier, and less willing to give sort of respect to somebody who. Really, by any definition, probably deserves it. So, um, yeah, an interesting new direction for mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose. A little edgier, and I, I think that works for him. I, I'd like to see him return to those Pitbull days of the Shield. One, I, I think that's a good allusion to that. And they
0: both had those kind of moments, because even Dolph Ziggler... Had, and it was a different kind of it, but it was the frustrated veteran who can't seem, you know, nobody's taking him seriously, so he's going to do what he has to to get your attention. Both of them have, in the last, you know, especially last, this past week, but both of them have seemed slightly more heelish. Um, You know, we've talked about the shades of gray before that, you know, and they brought it up on an AI pod this week. That does seem to be happening here with our main event matches, you know. Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton, there's not a clear good guy, bad guy. Even John Cena versus... I disagree. Brock Lesnar's... Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Randy Orton is a face. And Brock Lesnar is supposed to be a heel? Yeah. Okay. Did anybody boo him? That's how, that's how they're painting Did it. Did anybody boo him when they came
1: out? No, but he's been this big beast ever since beating The Undertaker, which they keep going back to the well on. They are painting him as a face, and Randy Orton is going out there and doing his jokey um, promos. They're clearly painting him as a baby face, questionable content of said promos aside. Mm -hmm. Um, I I really don't see there's shades of gray there, at least in the fiction that they're attempting to tell, whether they're successful with the audience reaction or
0: not. Well, maybe that's the point I'm getting to. We've got three of these four matches, Uh, Cena Styles, Rollins, Balor, Lesnar, Orton. WWE is telling us a story. Cena good, AJ bad. Rollins bad, Balor good. But in the mind of a lot of fans, especially the ones on Twitter and in the neighborhood, probably not your average fan who buys a ticket to go to Raw, bring their family or whatever. Um, But it's not the case in public perception. You got to stay awake. You're yawning over there. You got to stay awake. You know, you've got to be... Well, It's a good thing late like Neil, late night Neil. <laughs> it's a good thing late night Liam is not
1: recording at ten o'clock. Let's well, just you say that. Nap if you had time, I suppose. I think I almost said late night Neilan like Kevin Neilan. Are you going to break
0: out the Mister Subliminal character for? Uh, um, mayhaps. But yeah, I think that's more of what I'm talking about. Is the shades of gray are in the public perception. You know, I personally am going to you know be rooting for Brock Lesnar to win despite the fact that he is a being billed as the heel. I'm going to be rooting for Seth Rollins to win despite the fact that he is the heel. Um Cena versus AJ, I could take or leave. You know, I'm excited to watch the match, but I don't particularly care who wins. Um
1: There's nothing on the line there.
0: Not yet you would maybe that's how the story's going to change you know i could see that match getting a stipulation where it becomes a last man standing match or an i quit match or you know and i assume whether it's stated or unstated whoever wins becomes the new number 1 contender to the world title probably so, um let's see anything we missed here cuz i want to make sure we talk about everything thoughts on apollo creed becoming the new number 1 contender to the ic title Apollo that's what creed. Daniel Bryan called him on SmackDown. Yeah, did he? Makes
1: sense. Makes sense. Um, uh, that's great.
0: And then of Good course uh, Xavier Woods posted, "Hey Daniel Bryan, are you looking for a creed?" And it's him posing next to. He has some framed thing with his consequences creed shorts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited about it. You know, I whether or not Miz wins or Miz loses. Um, you know it's nice to see a young guy get a chance for this the intercontinental title was always supposed to be either for the best wrestler in the company who couldn't be a main eventer your mr perfects your what have you or your young up and coming guy if you want to take a nap right. and get ready i can finish this show on my own i'll read the emails no no
1: no i can do i can do it casey Kasem. i'm sh- well maybe we uh, should have to hear it's going to
0: be terrible man
1: Mine is apparently not good either I don't think I still disagree, I think mine's okay I like yours, I think
0: yours is fine The
1: general consensus was
0: I think yours is fine Speaking of emails, let's get to an email or two Because otherwise we're going to continue to talk round and round About the same topics here Uh, So let's see, let's go to This one comes from John Superman
1: How come there are no special treats For Doc in last week's podcast If no treat. That we need a food tasting periscope. Keep up the good work, at John Superman, J O N S U P R M N.
0: Because vowels are the enemy. Um, indeed,
1: except for the O's and the U's. I don't know.
0: Do you want to address that?
1: Um, I'm in the doghouse these days. Um, I'm in fact sleeping on the couch, and Oscar has taken my position in the big bed. So uh, I am not. Uh, able to have any special treats uh,
0: Mrs. Manson is no longer we we have not seen her in a while since you know is it because GQ and I came over and kind of ruined your little family mojo there with coming over and watching wrestling star fault
1: no it's been fine uh, legitimately though uh no special treats for doc because i uh, I've got some stomach issues I haven't really actually been able to have. Special treats recently. I'm on a pretty strict diet these days. No alcohol, no coffee, no tea, no chocolate, no processed foods. Really, no, uh, no baked goods. Mostly, uh, nothing fried. So, eating a lot of a lot of nothing. You can right have beef jerky. Now. I can have beef jerky, lean cuts of meat. that's, well, that's good. We
0: could you uh, carbs, see what we carbs, should do is bread. When it gets to be, if this is still happening in a couple of months, when it gets to be fair season, we'll go, because, not, not the fair stuff, but doesn't, I believe that the fairs are, there's some place, maybe it's, there's one in Newport, where they sell various types of jerky, like ostrich jerky. and
1: Oh, yeah. No, they do that at one of the yeah. fairs nearby. You could do Absolutely. a jerky
0: taste test where you get a bunch of different flavors and you come home and you're like, all right, let's try some alligator jerky. Let's see how that is. Let's try some bison jerky. I've had alligator before. Get when you spent that summer down south, I, yes. that made sense. I'm sure it's good. There's there is <laughs> there are n- not a whole lot of meats that I will pass up. I've had rabbit. I've had venison. I've had duck, which I suppose none of those are particularly exotic. But you know,
1: rabbit a little bit. I don't think most people have had rabbit. All right.
0: Well, there we go. I am I'm an adventurer.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. Um, I have been considering Periscope, but.
1: You monster. Eating rabbits.
0: I know. Sorry. My apologies to little people and to rabbit lovers. Well, who I've offended this week. Um, I've considered doing Periscope, but it would be to share my back issues of PWI that I've had since I was a kid, but I've realized this; it would be a lot of just turning pages and me looking at them and going, Oh. Okay. <laughs>
1: i've been thinking about uh Periscope more and more recently, actually, and i've sort of been considering going all out on it and just uh you know revealing the whole doc manson shebang uh sh- showing my likeness on camera i don't know whether or not that's something I really
0: should do or P- please don't reveal the whole shebang some oh, some the whole qu- some manson. quarter inches need to be kept to themselves.
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: You're right. Well, you do whatever you want. As soon as I can save up the money to buy a legit Ultimo Dragon mask, I will join you on the Periscope.
1: I was looking on Etsy. There's some El Generico masks for only about $28. I was considering getting one
0: Really? I
1: don't know if they fit, you know.
0: <laughs> That's the problem.
1: Plus, plus size craniums. That's the problem but, uh... is I
0: have a rather uh, <laughs> large...
1: What was your uh, what was your nickname in high school?
0: Shoebox, because apparently yeah. I can wear one as a hat, and not apparently <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> so I also I'm not going to do it today, but uh, someday I will regale the neighborhood uh, with the story of once how I got my head caught in a laundry shoe.
1: That sounds like...
0: All right. Uh, we can skip over Ant's email. Ant's talking about the uh, Bury the Stigma 24-hour charity stream that we will be taking part in a little later this month. Uh, there'll be information coming out on that. Uh, we can also skip over Chris's email because Chris is nope. just... Nope. He is just... He's just mean. He's not even like... you know. He's just now being mean. At first...
1: He's my number yeah. one fan. Number one fan of the show, for sure, gets my vote. Sorry, Nate. Sorry, uh, everyone else. But uh, Chris Hawk writes in. Here's the subject line. Why is DC still part of the show? And then the body of this email reads, Hey, Doc, what is your take on SmackDown's women's division? Sent from my iPhone. So I'd like to point out that he doesn't even ask DC's opinion here. He just wants to know my opinion.
0: I'd like to also point out that you could do a Dockside podcast anytime you want, and yet, I've never <laughs> seen one.
1: Well, you know, I'm so busy these days. Uh, this show, Private Earful, Late Night Liam, everybody's just trying to get a piece of Well, dock, you did so, demand you know. more
0: praise, and t- I'm, prou- I'm proud to say tonight you're getting it. People are very excited. I'm, g- I'm going to If I let you leave this show to go do late night, Liam. I will probably be listening in, live.
1: Oh, lovely. Um, so my thoughts on the SmackDown's women's division, I think we talked about a little bit earlier, but yeah, it's a little anemic. I really think they need they need something else. They need more competitors than they have. Um, I, what they're doing with Eva Marie is interesting, but I don't know how long they can really do that. Can't
0: you say that about the entire roster? It needs Smackdown. more.
1: No, I think their main event is doing okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm reserving judgment on the tag team division because I haven't seen much no, of it yet.
0: we saw American Alpha defeat the Vaudevillians. And can I tell you, I love American Alpha. I think they're great. Um, grand Amplitude, the more I see it, the less I like it. Really? It's one of those things where it's Jason Jordan tosses an opponent into the air. Mm-hmm. That part I like. But then Chad Gable jumps into the air and sometimes he doesn't even really get a good grip on them and then they just both fall to the mat and Gable bridges. You know, yeah. I, I, it needs to be... I almost would rather Chad Gable not jump into the air and literally it's... One. Jason Jordan goes for a German suplex, tosses him in the air, Chad Gable catches him and finishes the German suplex. But...
1: Okay, yeah, um, I
0: see it. And uh, the poor Vaudevillains. I couldn't even get jobbers for that, yeah. for uh, for American Alpha, because they're not big enough, I guess. Um, will Nikki Bella save it?
1: No, not for me.
0: Would Bailey save it? It would help. Would Asuka save it?
1: Yes. Oh, we didn't talk about that on NXT this well, week. Well, normally you um, don't
0: watch NXT, so I forget to bring up these kinds of things, but yes.
1: Well, it's true. I don't normally watch it before Thursday. But last night, Asuka was acting a little she dastardly was. towards me. I, I,
0: I was intrigued. This was a
1: very different attitude from Oscar. Well, and... She's always had that, like, yes.
0: warrior
1: personality. But... Last night she legitimately before I viewed her as sort of like you know uh, a samurai or something. A warrior who took honor and pride in what she did. But last night she was belittling both her opponent, whose name I don't remember okay, and Bailey in a way that we hadn't previously seen I know she had some choice words, you know, for Nia Jax, that, you know, the little vignette they did, the punching bag and stuff. But uh, I I never got the same vibe as I got last Mm -hmm. night. I would agree.
0: Well, the question that um, what's his name asked was your opinion on the SmackDown women's division. Let's take a minute to just talk about the NXT women's division because. If Bailey and and I don't know what the plan is, but I believe the common assumption is Bailey's going to wrestle at takeover and then move up to the main roster, whether it's on Raw or SmackDown. If that is to happen, who is on the women's it's Asuka and you know, I know the next generation, your Peyton Royce's, your Billy Kays, your um I guess, Aaliyah, you could count there your Jersey Girl 1 and Jersey Girl 2, whose names escape yep, me. Thank you. And Diana, Parazzo, Palazzo, Palazzo Pizarro. Yeah, Palazzo, Palazzo. But, you know, can you have an NXT women's division where Asuka's your champion and uh, you want to talk about uh, a title where no one can, t- you know, literally, no one else on that roster should be able to touch her. I don't understand how that's going to work unless you call again and I've been saying this for a while now you call them both up and you let these young whip females fight for the title and start over again because I don't understand how it worked. doesn't Bailey have to stay at least I mean
1: you put it like that and that starts to You make know a lot Carmella's
0: sense. gone Alexa Bliss is gone Nia Jax is gone
1: Right, Eva Marie is gone. Yeah, I know she's been yeah. gone a while, but
0: yeah, there's like it, it's, is it's all of the people Oscar who've only shown up a handful of times. You know, even your your um, Tessa Blanchard, your Rachel Ellering, and your Santana Garrett aren't officially not like they're signed, but they still do indie stuff. You know,
1: right? None, and none of them. None of them have come into NXT with the fanfare of an Austin Aries no. or a Bobby Roode. They came in, they lost some matches, they were serviceable. They haven't brought anybody else in, dare I say, since Asuka as a star She's the in only that one. division. Yeah. So, could they do that? Can they go to the Indies? Can they find some stars to bring in? Could they do that to round out the top of their division? Is that possible?
0: I would assume so. I Again, I know WWE is planning, when the Cruiserweight Classic is over, to have a... One of the things they will do is they will have a women's tournament. Yeah. I would say sooner rather than later, because, again, it's not looking good. You know, Asuka's going to be a champ unless she starts wrestling Ty Dillinger. Or the guy with, or the guy with the suspenders. (laughs) Andrade Cien Almas. Yeah, Um, that guy. But yes, Bobby Roode did make his debut. Hideo Itami returned wrestling. Wrestling. Scorpion. Toasty, get over here. Wrestling one of the guys from the Cruiserweight Classic, which I thought was interesting. Um, Sean Maluso, good to see him back. Meluso. Which is not his name, but that's okay. Hey, Oos. Um, and then get yeah, tag team scene. Revival, TM61, and Gargano.
1: I am disappointed you did not reply to my tweets about that match. I thought you would enjoy that. I didn't see them.
0: your tweets about that. My, oh,
1: I only added you in I that. will have
0: to go back and look. I, I try to keep myself in.
1: It's okay. You would have just been uncomfortable.
0: I'm seeing them now. <laughs> <sighs> what is their
1: slogan again, DC? What is it that thing they have in the shirt there? What is that little that little saying? Can we there? go back
0: to the times when you just couldn't tell them apart? Life was so much simpler then.
1: I still forget who's who. Dawson, no wait, Dash.
0: Dawson is bald. Dash doesn't have. Dawson the hair? is bald.
1: So Dash has yes. a dash of hair. Okay, for a minute I thought Dash was no. one without Dash, a dash has of hair.
0: Dash has a dash of hair.
1: Legitimately, Mrs. Manson asked me last night which one's which, and I told her I, I couldn't remember. And
0: I get that can you tell TM sixty one apart?
1: No, I don't even remember. Can you names tell anymore.
0: Gargano and Champa apart?
1: Yes, Gargano is have you watched amazing. the
0: Cruiserweight classic yet?
1: No, I have not. Because I keep myself pure for a private. I effect.
0: appreciate that.
1: That's how we get such great observations as those that we were able to bring up on last week's edition of A Private Rearful. Uh-huh.
0: I'm going to go to my brand new mini-fridge and just get a new bottle of water. How about that? No. We I have one say. more ear, uh, earful. We have one more <laughs> earful. <laughs> and then we'll be done.
1: That's right, folks. Write us in at ddtwrestling at gmail.com and give
0: us your I influence. want to thank all the people out there who have been tweeting us pictures of themselves with their DDT Wrestling merch. Jennifer Nalon sent one. Um, some other people. I think Martin got his over there in the UK. Uh, I know the Lord Jalapeno's got one. My apologies if I don't remember you exactly. i got to start writing down these things using my index cards. But... Uh, but it is wonderful to see I should be getting a new one in the mail that hopefully is not uh, off color alright but yes we have one more email at ddtwrestling at gmail dot com from Jake the Mark and it goes a little something like this
1: Jabronis the internet wrestling community narrative around Roman Reigns post suspension run is that he is being punished for his failed drug test And after Raw, it seems like Roman is up next for Rusev at SummerSlam. If Reigns is truly being punished, what are the odds he taps out to the accolade? That would be the ultimate shaming, in my opinion. Love the shows, Jake the Mark.
0: Do you think Roman Reigns is being punished?
1: I think he... I don't know if punished is the right term... But they are running the post-suspension playbook, yeah. aren't they? Um, they had him in that main event match. He got dropped down, sort of a division. And he's now in this match against Rusev, which I do sort of expect him to lose. I don't um, think he
0: taps out, though.
1: So, I, No, probably not. Are but he, um, I don't know if that's really I think he pa- punishment. I think he passes so out,
0: but he doesn't tap out. He'll pull the scene and
1: pass out. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I can't... I agree with you. I can't say it's being punished. He is being treated like a guy who has proven he... And I forgive me, Roman Reigns fans, but he's proven he can't be trusted with the ball. Right. Regardless of what it is, Adderall, Crystal Meth, I don't care. He's proven that when you give him the title...
1: He can't handle or, or, the stress.
0: Or, and not he even necessarily that he pressure. can't handle it. He is doing things that could get well, in the way. Sure.
1: Right. Um, regard, Yeah, I mean, I just sort of assume that it was the pressure from being in that position that led him to take the Adderall, presuming that's what he actually took. Um, and, like, you know, I can completely understand why he might have taken it, but at the same time, um, yeah, it's... You can't do that stuff when you're in that position. There's a lot the right The
0: reason John Cena will win 16, 17, 20 world titles is because, to the best of my knowledge, he's never failed the drug test. So when you give him the ball, you know he'll run with it and not stumble. Roman Reigns had himself a little stumble, and I'm enjoying the work he's doing post, you know. I think he and Rusev will be an excellent match. I don't think Roman Reigns wins, but it'll be good to see. Um, And I do think this potentially could make things easier for him, because if he spends a few months wrestling in the mid-card with this new attitude, and he lets the beard grow, and continues to change the color of his vest... um,
1: I mean, you know, for his negatives, I've been talking about Raw... Not much changing. Um, that change alone has gone a long way uh, to making the top of that card feel a little fresher for me. So overall, I would say Roz in a better place than we were
0: prior mm-hmm. to his
1: suspension, yeah. for sure. Uh, to your point, um, if he works his way back up, great. It'll feel more yes. earned.
0: Well, and, I, and so. I think that's it. You know, they're taking. They're...
1: I'm not, and I'm not going to say it wasn't earned before, dude. Like I said good performer he Mm -hmm. had to deal with a lot but it'll be perceived Yes. well
0: and and it it was WWE, Vince, whomever definitely put him in the fast lane to being a megastar and that's you know you hear stories in, in all mediums about people who get into that position and have a hard time handling the pressure and if that's the case hopefully they can build a support system around him backstage you know, pair him with a couple of veterans, you know, this is where a guy like the Big Show might come in handy. You know, the Big Show's had the same thing happen. The Big Show was sent to the minors after winning a world title because his problem was he just kept eating and he was so out of shape they had to literally send him down to OVW to get back into wrestling shape. Um, you know, in yeah. when in in the years where you could say he was in his prime, he had to you know, he had to go through this you put pair him with a couple of mentors, give him a support system, maybe have these other main event guys around him, and I think the fans will respond, and I think the fans have responded, you know, I did not hear the giant amount of boos, I have not noticed in the new era I have not noticed that um, WWE is playing with crowd noise as much
1: mm, hard to say because the thing they were mostly trying to do before was tone down the booze yeah. for Reigns, and when they announced the Fatal 4-Way match with him included in it on that first episode of Raw, no, they wanted the booze to come through at that point. Well,
0: and, well, and so, again, and, you know, if that's the case, that in itself is positive. Even if they're willing to embrace in some way the fact that the crowd's not a fan, that's a good thing. Right. All right. Yeah, agreed. thank you for the email Jake thank you for the email what's his face and Jonathan and Kevin we appreciate it
1: <laughs> what's his face you're not going to appreciate Seahawk our Your man, man. Oh, right,
0: my nemesis nemesis nanakusa
1: let me sure. ask you a question what did you want to say about the uh, I almost called it the spirit squad <laughs> uh, suicide squad you
0: mentioned um, it earlier the reviews are not good Called it The reviews are not good And not even not good In a What did I say Oh gee that
1: looks like a giant mess of a movie And what are the reviews saying Oh no, It's a giant mess of a movie Almost like they took two movies And uh, slapped them together And they didn't belong together huh. So let me Surprise. tell you what I did Yes
0: I was trying to get information on it, so I went to Wikipedia. And, of course, Wikipedia has the entire plot written down already. So I read course, it, because...
1: Why would you do that to yourself? You want to see that movie. Regardless of what the reviews say, you're excited. You're going to see it. The,
0: review, the reviews were bad enough to make... you Because know, Mrs. Matthews, of all people was talking about wanting to see that movie despite the fact that she had the same kind of issues with Harley Quinn as she has with women's wrestling. Is
1: Harley Quinn is the absolute Harley is the absolute worst incarnation of that character. I hate Sex Pot Harley Quinn. I can't get behind it. I don't it does not it it bothers me very very much. Why? because it's not true to the original character they're they're taking a character who actually was multifaceted and actually had a lot of deeper psychological motivations to her character and they are reducing her to a pair of boobs and an ass and you want to talk to me about uh the actress in that film saying that she was you know upset about the costumes that she had to wear well you know what Maybe you shouldn't have taken the role, because I guarantee you that some of that stuff probably was known to you in concept art or something along the lines. And you know what? People need to start taking a stand against this mindless bullcrap. Comics in the 90s was full of this stuff, and they finally got away from it in the more modern era, showing some respect to these characters. And I don't think it's excusable for video games and for movies to regress in that way. Not acceptable, DC. Not acceptable. Let
0: me tell you something, Chris Hawk, you nerf herder. You want to know why I'm a part of this show? Because I'm the only person that can make him rant like that. If it was just him, he would be talking, and he wouldn't get himself riled up. He needs someone else to get him riled up. I literally sat back, put my hands behind my head, and sighed contentedly, because if that's my job, if my job is to steer the (laughs) ship and not...
1: That yes. is always then job.
0: I accept that I accept that with the exception of when I make dorky wrestling parodies I am the straight man in this comedy duo and I'm okay with that because when I get him going I feel like a proud papa bear that was me just then because you're absolutely right if this entire thing let's say the only thing that was different about Suicide Squad was the fact that she was in the jester outfit would that have changed it for you
1: a little bit yes i'm I still have reservations about will smith 's character um, i don't understand why he's being allowed to just be will Smith as opposed to an actual comic book character. I don't even know what character he's playing anymore because every time I see him, I say, oh, that's Will Smith.
0: He's not playing the Floyd Lawton that I'm familiar with. And I'm not a gr- I wasn't a huge DC Comics reader, but everything I know about the character of Deadshot, which is mainly from the Arkham Asylum video game series, uh, is not what he's doing. They took they took a premise, yeah. a good premise,
1: and that's ex- that. That Arkham series, by the way, is what I blame for this incarnation of Harley Quinn, which is why I mentioned video games and movies, because they were the ones in the modern era who sort of first went that route with her, at least as far yes. as I can remember. Um, and I feel like this is a natural progression of her character. From that I think video you're probably
0: right, but they took a, a very good premise, which is you know the no- the entire notion of what the Suicide Squad was, and. They felt like they needed a big star for reasons, even though it's obviously an ensemble movie. So you hire one of the biggest stars in Hollywood, who of course is going to want to be, you know. If I had made this, if I had made this movie, like, you would. I, f-
1: I feel like they were trying to. I'm sorry, I, I'm cutting you off, but I feel like they're trying to recreate um, Guardians of the Galaxy to some extent. And I know that you can say that Chris Pratt is a big star, but I don't think he was. At the time, not in
0: the way Will Smith is.
1: Correct. Correct. Not in the way that Will Smith is. And that is the mistake I think that they are making. They tried to recreate that film, but as you said, are injecting this megastar into it for reasons.
0: Yes. And, you know, if I had been making this movie, and there's a hundred million reasons why I shouldn't have been making this movie, but if I was making this movie, um, You would never see Deadshot's face, except for maybe like three seconds.
1: I'm not sure that I've seen him
0: in a mask. I don't think, you know, I don't even know that he has like the targeting eyepiece that is so quintessential. You know, in the Arrow TV show on the CW, which was good for a while, has been less good lately, but you know, um, he didn't wear a mask, but he had the eyepiece. And, you know, Right. And okay. it made sense, at least, you know, they did a pretty decent version, essentially, of the Suicide Squad in one of their shows. Um, you know, I, I'm tempted to go see it again in a, you know, if I can pay six bucks and go watch this movie for two hours, uh, I will. I don't necessarily know that knowing the plot is going to make a big difference for me. Um mm. Before yeah, we get out of here and I know I want to give you time to rest up before late night liam uh talk to me about this new Godzilla movie tell the neighborhood why you are so excited
1: well I actually have some hope that I'm going to be talking about this oh on late night if that's liam. in
0: that case then never mind then tease it don't even go into detail I will listen with the rest of the neighborhood at seven pm
1: I don't know necessarily that we're going to get to hear, but I think the topic that we're going to talk about tonight is horror movies, B movies, etc. So I'm hoping to get some uh, Kaiju talk in, in which case I will
0: definitely be talking about. Are Shin you going to Gojira. be asking Liam about Kaiju Big Battle? Uh, I might right. ask him
1: a little bit about well, it. Well,
0: yes. I am very excited for this show because. It is about time you get on the NAI network in some capacity other than part of a private earful. You've been giving me grief for a very long time. I know, and actually, you know, I feel bad. Uh, if
1: Jason, if you listen to this show, I applaud you for making <laughs> it this far in. But if you are listening right now, Jason, you've asked me twice now about possibly appearing on Molotov in the morning, and... Um, I apologize. I flaked out this weekend. I don't think I even responded to you, because I think DC did. But um, at the same time, su- sun- Sundays just aren't a great day to record um, for me. I-, I don't tend to be around so much. So I, I apologize uh, in advance, sir. I do want to get on Molotov in the morning. I really do. I really, really do. I- I- we just we just have to figure it no, out. No, I'm going to go ahead we and just get Molotov
0: and Matthews in the morning, and your services will no longer be required. <laughs> so... Although, I, think, I I believe Fair. the idea was eventually, and I'm sure he doesn't want me talking about this, but at some point, he wanted to do, like, twice a week, and this this was back before SmackDown, this was back before oh, yeah, SmackDown sure. became on Tuesdays, um, so he was trying to do, like, a SmackDown version and a Raw version or something like that, and I had said, well, you know, because I knew, some, you know, your, your Sundays have always been kind of a busy day for you, um... Well, with your staunch yep. religious beliefs, but <laughs> yeah <that's laughs> um but you know, I figured a midweek show might be something more in your wheelhouse, but we will we will have to see we will have to see so either way, uh give before I let you go, do your other show and get all the praise you deserve uh give me your positivity for the week, okay, I think it would have to
1: be be new attitudes in wrestling characters so I'm going to give that both to Dean Ambrose as well as Asuka um, both of those showed me something new I liked it and I'm eager to see where those characters very go very good
0: I will go ahead um let's see I could do two. No, I'll go this way uh I tweeted it a bunch of times, but it's worth saying on the air for posterity. Uh, SmackDown is two weeks old. SmackDown Live is two weeks old, and Bray Wyatt has main evented both times. I don't care that he lost. He main evented. This is a good thing. I will also say, as a teaser, because we're not going to get to it today unless we do it after you record Late Night Liam, which I'll have you know I would be open to. Um... This week might have been the best episode of Cruiserweight Classic yet. It was real good. So, all right. All right. Looking we will be joining you for a private earful on Saturday. And we'd like to thank you for joining us here on DDT Wrestling on your Friday or whenever you find time uh, to listen to what I hope was a fine show. Uh, DDT Wrestling at gmail.com, com slash new age insiders. Find the DDT Wrestling t shirt along with any and all NAI network merchandise. Hopefully, we get a pipe bomb with McCool and Company shirt out there. Um, uh, Leave us a review on iTunes. We haven't checked that in a while. We'll have to do that at some point in the near future. Uh, take a couple of minutes to leave us a review. Subscribe. Let us let people know you're enjoying the show. And as Doc... well, you, Why don't you say it? What, what's their homework? The two-minute homework? Two and two. Take two, take two minutes two and, two. and tell two people. And don't tell like the same people who already know about the show. Tell two new people. Find them on the street. Um... Absolutely. Um,
1: tell tell anybody who you know that even remotely likes wrestling.
0: Yeah. To listen even to if our show. even if they're not watching wrestling anymore, you should be talking to them about wrestling because WWE is in a better place now than it was before. And then t- toss in there. Oh, by the way, if you want to listen to the best wrestling podcast out there, go ahead and listen to DDT Wrestling each and every Friday. Anything else you would like to say before we head off into that good night? I think that's it, He is Doc Manson, at Doc Manson. My name is D.C. Matthews, at D.C. Matthews NAI. I want you, like Bobby Roode, to have yourself a glorious, glorious few days. And we will see you around the neighborhood.
1: Glorious!